From Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod with special guest Brett Gurowitz. And now, here's Tony Thaxton. Christmas only comes around once a year. Hello, ho, ho. Welcome to Felice Navipod. I'm Tony Thaxton. With me, as always, is Rigby. Say ho. There we go. So we're getting closer and closer, you guys. If you're listening to this on the day it drops, Christmas is exactly two weeks away. That is one fortnight. 14 days, a baker's dozen minus one, a regular dozen plus two, you get the idea. Point is, it's close. And I uh, still have way too much Christmas shopping to do. You guys been doing your shopping? How's that going? I can't hear you. So I'm just, it was rhetorical. Um, but yeah, I used to think I was really good at Christmas shopping, and I think I'm just getting worse with age. Just all around, not just with Christmas shopping. I'm just getting worse with age. Uh, but, you know, Christmas all coming. That means New Year's coming. The year's winding down. It's been a strange year for me, as I've talked about on here. Not a bad strange, just, you know, different. But it's, it's been good for me this year. And I think I've been pretty good this year. What about you guys? You guys been good out there? No, seriously, have you guys been good out there this year? What about you, Rigby? You been a good girl? Nope. You been a good girl? Santa gonna come bring you a new bone? By the way, yeah, Rigby's a girl. If I post a picture on Instagram, stop calling her he. She is a she. Well, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town.
I had to attempt an actual Christmas song at some point, so deal with it. We'll be right back. Do you like the melodies and harmonies of the Beach Boys, but wish they sung about something other than surfing? Do you like the lyrical styles of the Beastie Boys, but you just can't stand all that hip-hop rapidy rapping? Well, have we got the solution for you. Introducing the Beachy Boys. Intergalactic planetary, planetary, intergalactic, intergalactic, planetary, planetary, intergalactic, intergalactic, planetary, planetary, intergalactic, intergalactic, planetary. That's right, the Beachy Boys. All of the classics are here, as never heard before. What's the matter? Surfer girl have too much talk of surfing? Too much girl talk? Well, try this on for size. I can't stand it. No, you planned it. Set it straight. This water gate. Never heard these songs done like this before. Are you sick of yelling about fighting for your right to party? Well, how about some delightful melodies while fighting for your right to party instead? You wake up late for school, man, you don't want to go. Well, you ask your mom, please, but she still says no. You miss two classes and no homework, but your teacher preaches class like you're some kind of jerk. You can only get this CD set by calling the 800 number on your screen. Call now. Operators aren't standing by. That's going to be quite the stocking stuffer this year. Um, before we go on, let me give you a little peek behind the curtain. So, that's our announcer, J.J. Surma, that you heard on that commercial and at the top of the show. Uh, he's an old friend of mine, and he's he's great. I send him the dumb little things I want him to say, and say our guest's name, and he does it. And uh, so I sent him what I wanted him to say for this Beachy Boys commercial, and he got it to me very quickly, and it sounds great. But I cannot stop laughing at him saying the words "hip hop rapidy rapid." It's killing me. Hip hop rapidy rapid. I don't know why that's so funny to me, but I've been in tears for like the past 30 minutes just listening. Hip-hop, rapidy rapid. <laughs> it's the best. I'm sorry, JJ. I'm not calling you out. I absolutely love it. Uh, so I just, I wanted to share that with everyone, how much I loved hearing him say. Hip-hop, rapidy rapid. All right. Enough of that. Uh, but the Beachy Boys, the ultimate stocking stuffer. Or a severed foot is the ultimate stocking stuffer, as Mitch Hedberg once said to us. Uh, or is, should it be the whole leg? Did they talk about they said legs or severed foot? That's leg. No, legs was ZZ Top. She's got legs. She knows how to use them. Oh, great. She knows how to use them. 
So we can confirm she's at least one year old. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You've been a great audience. Thank you so much. Oh, that's the door. Stop with the barking. Again, every week. You bark, and I go get the door. Let me get this. Hey, Brett Gerowitz. Tony, long time no see. It has been a while. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for coming by. Nice to see you. Really good to see you, too. Um... Well, as you know, we hear we uh we talk about Christmas here a little bit and uh it just so happens Bad Religion Christmas songs just came out. Wouldn't you know it? We just made a Christmas album of all things. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How is uh I I know it's been getting uh good reviews, but uh how has your uh your fan base responded to that? Was there any sort of uh backlash at all or did they treat it all right i think it would be safe to say that our fan base gave it mixed reviews really (laughs) yeah really yeah Yeah. i mean uh some of them loved it and got the joke uh Uh, some of them just loved it because they're christian which is kind of a weird oh really um and then some of them hated it because they didn't get the joke so that's basically the three responses (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) but you know what can you do yeah I, i it's it's really fun. I, to be honest, I didn't know. I mean, I guess it hasn't been out that long, but I, I just found out a couple of weeks ago about it. Mm, and, uh, yeah. uh, but it's, it's really fun. I think we it, had a lot of fun making it. I, I have to say it was maybe the funnest record we've ever made when, you know, we were, there was just a lot of, uh, a lot of goofing and joking and I don't think anyone thinks it's more hilarious than we do. So, uh-huh. um, but there was a lot of head scratching when we put it out because I don't think any, you know nobody could see us making the record, right? <laughs> so they didn't know what you know. Did these guys are these guys born again? What's going on? <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's 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 really fun. Like I I was it it did it caught me off guard. I was I was very surprised to hear that you you did this. Um, yeah, and you know a lot of people when they heard that we were going to do it, they didn't know what to expect, uh-huh. and so when they played the record they thought oh we'd be we'd be uh making fun of christmas or we'd be spoofing christmas and then of, of course what we did was we just did the songs uh really truly but in their own style yeah and and i think that was even more surprising to people right but it but it it does work because that I, to me that's the point of it it works so great because yeah. br has really always been sort of a, a melodic band even though we were a punk band but sort of one of the things that made us unique was that we were one of the more melodic punk bands, and uh, um, you know we've got a couple of these a couple of these songs. We we chose songs that were really churchy kind of hymns. We didn't really pick too many popular Christmas songs to cover. Right. And those sort of uh, old time Christmas songs, you know, some of them are major chord, some of them are minor chord, but they're all very much in the in the bad religion vocabulary melodically surprisingly but um and then what i learned only after is that you know greg got to start singing in choir when he was when he was a little kid yeah and so he knew these songs inside and out and uh um so anyway he yeah he did a great job singing them yeah you know it 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 and i i mean this as a compliment not in i hope it doesn't sound insulting but it 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 uh when when I heard the record and I've I've talked to a few people about it, I've been like, yeah, it sounds like Bad Religion made a Christmas record. Like it does. It's like it's what you ex, what you think it should sound like is what it sounds like, and I mean that in a good way. 
Like yeah. you didn't you didn't go like super cheesy on it or not that I would expect that, but you know, a lot of times that's a a fine line to walk with a Christmas album, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think we were walking a fine line. I think we've been trying to walk a fine line with with um with promoting the record too and trying to keep it, you know, cool, uh but also uh sort of on point with what B- Bad Religion's vibe is. So obviously, you know, 20% of the proceeds are going to this really cool charity. Right, yeah, um, talk about that for a second if you don't mind. It's uh, it's called SNAP, S-N-A-P, mm-hmm. and it's Survivor's Network for Those Abused by Priests. And um, uh, it's just uh, uh, something that we thought it would be uh, um, not only a really, really great cause, but sort of an underappreciated cause. You know, where do these mm-hmm. where do these people turn? And um, and something that's very much in line with you know bad religion's true worldview, which right. obviously we're not doing religious songs because we're religious. We're doing religious songs because they're songs. Yeah, and that's what we're trying to say. Hey, these are songs. You know. Yeah, that's all they are. Yeah, yeah. Th- no, yeah. that that's that's great. And it and then that when I found out that you guys were doing that with the proceeds, that that made even more sense to me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, we have an advent calendar we're doing now. Yeah, I saw that the <laughs> other day. Um, and you have to come back every day, and if you uh, if you're late for one of the days, then you get a lump of coal. I, I literally witnessed that earlier today because <laughs> I I had only looked on I I saw it the day it came out, and then I forgot to check yesterday, and I checked again today, and I was too late. In fact, I haven't clicked it today. I better go do that. Uh, it's a it's a download today of. Uh, I forget which song. One oh, of the songs song? of the uh, from the record, yeah. Cool, an MP3. So for those of you who want to check it out, it's at badreligion.com. You can go check out our advent calendar there. Yeah, and get some uh, some free music sometimes, it seems that way. Yep. But we should buy music, as we all know. <laughs> we should, but many of us don't. It's true. It's yeah. true. Uh, you, uh, you know, speaking of, I think it's uh, it's safe to say in my early days of doing this show... Even if it wasn't the early days, uh, the first time I've had someone on that uh, I have technically worked for as a kid. Well, no, that's not really true. <laughs> technically, I worked for you. Well, you know, <laughs> we, we, this is give and take both ways. Okay, you can look at it one way, and I can look at it the other way. But <laughs> I always, I, I always uh, look at it in the way that I work for my artists, you know, because they sort of hire me to try to promote their records. More, yeah, you know. yeah, and. Uh, to varying degrees of success, but <laughs> no. Well, it was it was it was very good for us over the years, and uh, I remember, you know, I think we initially met you in late two thousand and two, uh, and yes, the first time I ever saw you guys was in a little. T- I don't even know if it was a club, but it was like a, it was like a ballet studio. It was like wasn't a, it? a ballet studio <laughs> in Santa Barbara. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that the other day, and uh, it's amazing that you came to that and and still wanted to sign. Us. Well, I wanted to go meet you guys outside of L.A. Uh-huh. L.A. sort of kind of you know it's jive, and there's always a lot of other labels hovering around. And I thought if I went and saw you in Santa Barbara, I'd have you guys all to myself, which I did. <laughs> right. Yeah, you definitely did. I got to take Almost, almost quite, not just competing with other labels. You you weren't really competing with other people. There was, no, there was a I handful had, of people at that no show. no competition. I was your only friend at the <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> I had all your attention. But yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was exciting times because that was, uh, you know, we were starting to talk to labels. And I remember mm-hmm. um, you, you, Epitaph came into the picture and, uh, 
I mean, that seemed so strange to me at the time because I think at that at that point, Epitaph was pretty strictly, you know, tradition yeah. traditional for lack of a better word, we punk were, bands. Yeah, yeah, we were. That was the point where I decided that we we're going to start transitioning. Yeah. into new styles of music and I knew that I had to do it with bands that were really exceptional and mm-hmm. I tried to sign some great bands and when I heard those uh, that first batch of demos for I'm the Movie uh-huh. they blew me away I mean I, I, I fell hard for those songs you know and I just I don't know if I ever told you this but I mean I was hell bent on signing you guys <laughs> and I know I had some competition and I I knew it was going to be a long shot because I wasn't known for signing anything other than California skate punk at that point. But, yeah. But I had done a couple of interesting things other than that over the years, and I always tried to keep it a little bit eclectic, but really what we were mainly known for was was uh, that California punk sound. Yeah, for sure, and that's yeah. why it kind of caught me so off guard. Yeah. Like, I wasn't, it wasn't expecting it, but it was yeah. cool. Like, it, it definitely it made it more intriguing in a way. Well, and I think we were a good. I mean, I think we were a good team. We really, you know, built it up over a few years. You know, yeah, it was it was a great time. Like those, uh, that you know, those are, those were some some of the best years of my life. Honestly, like I have so many great memories from that span of years. That uh, you know, yeah, me too. I have so many great memories of of you know what was going on in my life listening to those records you were making. Uh huh. Yeah, know? and yeah. Y- you were you were so kind to us. Uh, you know, I, I remember coming out to L.A. like in uh, late 2004 when we were getting ready to record Commit This to Memory. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some of us actually even stayed at your place for a little bit and we were still demoing and yeah. you were working with us a bit on, on the songs. And uh, You guys are pretty good house guests, although you don't make <laughs> your beds, I have to say. Well, tech, uh, I, did, I didn't actually sleep at your house. I slept at the hotel down oh, well, the I'm road. I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about your other I'm just saying, you know, I just wanted to make sure I stood up okay, for okay. myself, yeah, yeah. you know. Oh. But yeah, that was that well, was you're a fun the one time. Who, you know, you're the one who made something of yourself. You know, you have a podcast. <laughs> yes, I've gone on to that's the what, glorious. That's what world comes from making your bed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and that's actually one of the things I wanted to talk to you a little bit about was you know, I have uh, as of uh, about like March this year, I guess I have you know decided to move on with life, and uh, that yeah, seems yeah. like that's a thing that's happened a couple of times for you that you actually, you left you, cause you left bad religion a couple of different times, right? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I think twice. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I left in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I came back and then I left again in 2000. Oh no, I left in 1995 about. Okay. And then came back in 2000. And was there something in particular? If you don't, if, I don't know if this is private or not. But no, is there, is there something that like m- caused you to want to leave? Oh yeah, I've talked about this stuff ad nauseum. Oh so sorry, probably, I was probably, trying to I was trying to not be that guy. And then no, I it's there. perfectly fine. But <laughs> but probably like whatever I say about it, the nerdy fans out there will be like, "That's not what you said exactly last time." What? Right, right. Because <laughs> I haven't talked about this in a long time. But um, so, are, did you ask what made me leave or what made me want to come back? Uh, I, well, I asked about leaving, but I oh. was going to ask about coming back. You know, I mean, the truth is, uh, to the best of my memory, uh, we were not getting along well at all. Mm-hmm. You know, but 
And but we, you know, we had just made seven records in eight years. Like you know, we were literally oh, wow. we were putting a record out every thirteen months, uh, and you know, working really hard, writing, touring. And you just, you know, if you do that, you get on people's, you get on each other's nerves. Oh, I mean, yeah. So, so, I mean, me and Greg were on each other's nerves. Me and Jay were on each other's nerves. I mean, we weren't getting along great, even though we had had many great years and we loved each other. It was just a, a crappy time uh, mm -hmm. in terms of, of internal strife. Yeah. Uh, coupled with the fact that right during that time period, Epitaph was going through the roof. Like, mm -hmm. I had just... Um, the Offspring was going platinum. The, the ran yeah. Rancid had a gold record that was going on to go platinum. Right, that was what like ninety four something yeah. like that. Yeah, right. and I had um, I had a bunch of other bands that were selling hundreds of thousands, and then ba Bad Religion got signed to Atlantic, mm -hmm. and we were really big too. And it was sort of like God, you know. Keep in mind, we started in Bad Religion in when Greg was 15 and I was 17. I yeah. mean, and this was 1980. Uh -huh. So by 95, uh, I'd been doing it 15 years. Right. I mean, I was, I was young enough, you know, mm -hmm. because we started so young. I think I was, you know, I was, uh, uh, let's see, 17. Yeah, I was like 32. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I was 32. Uh-huh. See, I can do math. <laughs> um, stay in high school, children. <laughs> Kids out there. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, anyway, I'm so yeah. So I was, I was, I was thirty-two. I'd been in my band fifteen years. We were getting along, and I would just suddenly hit it big, like I'd struck it rich overnight with these a couple giant records. And it's kind of yeah. like, why am I going to keep doing this? What's the point? Let, let me just make this one record, Stranger Than Fiction. I wrote it. I worked really hard on it. I, th I thought it was going to be the best record we'd done t up till then. I was really proud of it. I thought this would be a really good time to stop being in a band, and then yeah. I can and I can just stop doing that and do Epitaph now. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, that's sort of and that was still uh, well, yeah, that w would have been the mid '90s at that point. But then you yeah, still was, ended up coming 95. back and kind of yeah. then taking a. Uh, Brian Wilson kind of role, if I right, may, right. So if I may I, say that. I was out of the band for a while, and I came back in uh, 2000. And th they made a few records without me. Mm -hmm. And then um, Greg reached out to me and said, hey, you know, why don't we write together again? Why don't you contribute us on to the next record? Um, and one thing led to another, and I really missed writing songs, and, I, you know, there was something that I'd always done. Yeah. And just doing records for other people while great wasn't exactly you know uh as fulfilling as also being able to do records with my friends so mm -hmm. in 2000 uh i kind of joined the, the group yeah as a as a writing contributor and recording contributor but not really a touring yeah. partner yeah was that um was that easy to to Go that route, or was that like a, a conversation that had to be had with everyone? It's like, I'm going to do this, but... No, it was so easy because a much better guitarist than I, Brian Baker, was my replacement. And he had, uh -huh. you know, he had joined the band when I left. And he's great. And I, I didn't want to take his job. And, right. and Bad Religion aren't Leonard Skinner. We don't need three touring <laughs> guitar players. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, so it made perfect sense to everyone. Yeah, like come back in, share the writing duties with Greg like he always used to do, co-produce, or I used to actually be the producer, but it, mm-hmm. you know, but come back in as, as some kind of a producer role and and mixer and so you know I, I've often jokingly called it the best job in show business, you know, because I get to do the fun part, but I don't have to go on the road and do the work. <laughs> right. And, and, and that's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm envious of you for that because that's, that's one of the reasons I, I left the band this year is I just, you know, I'm, I'm 35 now and, uh, I, you know, I had a lot of great years, yeah man. but, uh, I just, I started really, it really started taking its toll on me just being gone all the time. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like to play and I, I would love to, to continue playing in different capacities, but just like the constant touring, just it's getting really hard. Right. No, I, I understand. And I, I had another full-time job. I, I had Epitaph. You yeah. Know, it really was a real company by then, you know, by the time mm-hmm. I'd, so, you know, um, but, uh, if you know, the funny thing is Greg's totally jealous because Greg says to me <laughs> all the time, like, do you think those guys could tour without me? What if we found someone who could sing like I can? I said, no. I said, Van Hagar aside, I don't think that's going to work for us. You can't have like a Descendants All situation. No. Yeah. I don't think you could replace Greg Graffin in Bad Religion. Yeah. It's a pretty distinct voice there. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I uh, I kind of got away with murder. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure there are plenty of people who are envious of your situation. It's pretty fun, I have to admit. I'm, I'm lucky and I'm grateful, but I don't deserve it. <laughs> I do anything to deserve it. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, I, I did want to uh, quickly ask you, too, speaking of you being a producer and all this, again, I apologize. If, I don't know if this is something you get asked all the time or maybe never. I don't know. Three words. The legendary Starbolt. Yeah. <laughs> I have a good story about that, actually. Please, I would love to hear it because I was actually completely unaware of this. Okay, so, uh, so the reason, so that was sort of my uh, my pseudonym back in the old days for when I would produce records and mm-hmm. wouldn't use my real name. So there are a number of records out there that are produced by the legendary Starbolt. Um, were you, Were you still in Bad Religion at this point, or had you left? Yeah, yeah. This okay. is this is like. I think I got the name in 85, okay. 86, or something like that. Where the name came from, I used to do tons of recording and engineering and mixing and producing uh, in my little studio in L.A. called West Beach Recorders. And it it started basically in the back room of another recording studio called Pacifica. It was like a little closet, a real hole in the wall. Um, and then we got a better room, which was the second spot we got was like a little uh, – it was in the, this little – duplex behind a, a legendary Hollywood club called Raji's. Mm-hmm. And if you went out the back door of Raji's across the parking lot, there was this weird little street called Vista Del Mar. There's this little house there, and that's where West Beach was in its second location. But anyway, over a period from 85 to um, 89, I must have done 15,000 hours of recording. I mean, I used to record um, 80 hours a week. You know, I was a real mm-hmm. studio rat. Yeah. Uh, and um, But anyway, long story short, one of my recording projects was for a truly legendary 60s garage band called The Seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And if anybody knows who the Seeds are, uh, they'll know their their famous singer was named Sky Saxon. Sky Saxon is this charismatic lead singer. Um, he's a contemporary of Rocky Erickson. Um, he's that kind of a of a guy. And um, um, the Seeds had a big hit in the sixties called "Pushing Too Hard." You, you might know the song, but anyway. Sky is sort of a, a legendary figurehead, and I got a chance to record him. I spent a few days recording him in the mid '80s for the the Bomp label, B O M P. Uh huh. And um, he named me the legendary Starbolt. Okay. Um, so he he was like really out there. He's a little bit of an acid casualty by the mid '80s. Uh-huh. He used to wear a cape and a top hat and like <laughs> six watches on both wrists. On so each he's dressed wrist. like I am right now. Exactly yeah. the way you are, except he would have pants. <laughs> um, but other than that, the cape and all that is a perfect match. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, so he would go around and he would tell people like, okay, you know, Brett is your Earth name, but your universe name is the legendary Starbolt, and and you know, or. Actually, he didn't say legendary. He said, your your universe name is Starbolt. Uh-huh. And it's really funny because at that time, my studio was a little bit of a mecca for Hollywood's weirdos. And I, I was producing this group called, um, at the same time that I was doing, working with Sky, I was working with Thelonious Monster. And Thelonious Monster were friends with everyone in L.A. from Keith Morris of the Circle Jerks to, to um, you know, uh, Flea and Anthony of the Chili Peppers to the great Dick Stenny of the Weirdos to... Okay. Some of these, you know, like crazy New York saxophone cats, and it was just this really mo- crazy hodgepodge of people, and um, and so uh, anyway, Keith Morris from the Circle Jerks heard Sky Saxon calling me Starbolt, and so then he started calling me Starbolt. <laughs> Whatever he saw me, he Starbolt. Keith Morris impersonation. Keith Morris now is in Off, by the way. And What'd you say? I'm sorry. Keith Morris is now in the, in the group Off. Okay, right, right, you know, right now, but. Um, uh, oh, and I think he also was playing in Flag. Did he sing in Flag? I, I, I'm actually not sure. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, so Keith Keith started calling me Starbolt, and then other people started calling me Starbolt. And uh-huh. so the nickname stuck. And so then, anyway, long story short, when I was recording Bad Religion Suffer, I had all these credits. You know, I was like, I was the recording engineer. Mm-hmm. I mixed it. I produced it. I wrote the songs. I played guitar on it. I sang background vocals on it. And I just didn't want to see my name on the album like six times. I thought uh-huh. I thought it would have been like super douchey to like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I I I put fake names up there. Nice. <laughs> so I put the the legendary Starbolt just not to like look like I was trying to hog too much attention for myself right. or something. Yeah, well, so that's admirable move. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I had I had no idea. I I, I try not to. Uh, I bet you weren't. Expecting such a long-winded story. Really. I, I enjoyed it though. No, I just I had no idea. I I was trying to not do a, a ton of, you know, we've known each other for a while, but the, I'm sure there's plenty I don't know about you, and that's uh, definitely one of those things. And yeah. so I wanted to ask about that. Nobody calls me Starbolt anymore. So <laughs> no, I will not answer to that name. <laughs> if I hear it called out in a, in a crowded room, I won't even think that it's referring to me. <laughs> um. Uh, well, I also wanted to say that, uh, you know, this is this being a uh, Christmas-themed show, big congratulations to you. You're our first Jewish guest. Oh, well, <laughs> what an honor. I, I know. Uh, and so, you know, that, that also falls into the, uh, 
you know, even another aspect of the Bad Religion Christmas album being kind of a amusing thing that no well, one expects uh, f- to happen. F- I have two things to say about that. Uh-huh. First of all, Jesus was Jewish. Right. Okay. So who better to celebrate Christmas? <laughs> Second of all, I've always thought that that Jesus would love Bad Religion. Yeah. Because of our, our logo. Uh-huh. The Crossbuster. Uh-huh. Who could possibly hate crosses more than Jesus? <laughs> nice. Right? I, I don't even know what to say I'm to that. I'm sure he'd You're... never want to see another one. <laughs> That's an excellent point. <laughs> if he ever did come back and he saw all these people wearing crosses, he'd probably run for the hills. <laughs> what are you trying to say to that? <laughs> That's true. He'd probably, he'd probably start crossing them out everywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I never, I never really thought of it that yeah, way. Yeah. That is, he probably see a bad religion logo point. and say "home." Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's good. <laughs> um, well, something else that uh, I try to do on here sometimes is uh, I have uh, done a little bit of uh, you know trying to do a little research into. Uh, Christmas traditions in in uh, other countries and just weird facts and stuff like that. Okay. And uh, I prepared a little little quiz and see if you can figure out what's real and what's not. And uh, so we're gonna right now play the Christmas quiz and there's a little theme song here. Yeah, awesome. We're gonna find out how smart you is when you take the Christmas quiz. All right. All right. So here we go. Okay. It's short. Uh, you got nothing to lose except all your pride. Okay. Uh, so here we go. Uh, during Christmas time in Catalonia, families keep a log in their home referred to as the, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but the Tio de Nadal. I may be saying that wrong. Uh, but the, the log has a face and they often add little wooden legs to it. Uh, children feed the log a little bit of food every night and then cover it with a blanket. Wow. Uh, but then the real fun happens on Christmas Eve. What do the children do to the log on Christmas Eve? Do they A, chop it up with their father and then put it in the fireplace as a way to summon Santa Claus? B, beat the log so that it will poop out presents? Or C, sleep with the log in their bed for good luck? Well, one of these is real, believe it or not. I'm going to say they um, they eat the log and they poop it out and the poop. <laughs> the poop I think, I think you the may next, have misheard me. <laughs> the next morning, the poop is used as Christmas gifts for all the children in the village. <laughs> Oh, is that not one? Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go with A. He's <laughs> uh, going with A. Uh, you were you were on the right track there in a way at first. The real answer is that they beat the log. In... Oh, beat the log! I thought you said eat the log. <laughs> you really did mishear me. Yeah, they beat the log in hopes that the log then poops out presents for them. That is a real thing. But how much better would it be if they ate the log and they pooped out their own presents? <laughs> that. You know, that would – you couldn't really get much better than that. That's uh, – apparently that – like I said, it's – I may have said it wrong, but Tio de Nadal, which apparently also 
more popularly known as I love those guys. They're they're <laughs> playing at all tomorrow's parties. <laughs> it's it's also called the Cagatio, which is apparently the more popular name, and that literally translates to shitting log. Shitting log. So that's uh well, that's what happens in Catalonia. Well have you have you have you um talked about the uh what the weird thing that they do in uh Amsterdam? I Christmas don't yet? think so. Okay. I don't know if I know this one. Okay, I don't want to even talk about it. But you can look. <laughs> well, it up now you got this. it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now you're gonna leave me. All right. Well, I'll I'll re- maybe the future Christmas quiz. Yeah, future. We'll, we'll Google it together okay. after this and get it straight. <laughs> All right. So uh, unfortunately, you're over one right now. All Question right. two. Okay. A uh, traditional Christmas dish in Greenland is a. A bird wrapped in seal skin, which has been buried for seven months. <laughs> B, raw salmon marinated in seal's blood overnight. Or C, cocktail shrimp. Did you say raw semen? <laughs> really marinated. need to get these ears checked out, I think. <laughs> marinated in seal's blubber for 6,000 years. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say cocktail shrimp. Cocktail shrimp, not correct. Over two so far. Oh, the 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 this weird, is hard. It's because I'm Jewish. <laughs> these are these are some. I some, don't. I just don't have a feel for it. That's <laughs> uh, well. That's that's the whole point of this is because all of, all of them sound fake. Okay, and, so uh, what is it really? It is actually a bird wrapped in seal skin, which has been buried for seven months. Seven months, not one month more, not a month less. <laughs> nope. Very strict seven-month regimen they have there. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's called Kiviak. That's, uh, oh, I love Kiviak. <laughs> Why didn't you just say so? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Didn't know you knew it by name. Yeah, no, I thought they're, they're a uh, Norwegian black metal band, aren't they, Kiviak? <laughs> they're great. Excellent band. I can't understand the lyrics. But <laughs> it's very Christmassy. Uh, question three. Uh, Yugoslavia. In Yugoslavia, a few weeks before Christmas... Kids do what? They A, get a day off of school that's designated strictly for Christmas caroling. B, tie their mothers to a chair and scream at them until they get presents. Or C, (laughs) observe a strict fast and attend church. They tie their mothers to a chair and scream at them until they get pregnant. We got one. You are exactly right. <laughs> but I said pregnant. <laughs> oh, maybe you're not exactly right. I got so excited that you got the right one that I, I tuned out there for a second. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's uh, apparently that... Uh, it's Christmas bondage. Yeah, and it, I think that's actually, if I'm not mistaken, that's also... Uh, it coincides with when like Mother's Day happens there, so it happens like oh. around Christmas time there, well, and that so makes this all sense. happens. Of course, at the yeah. Same time. Everyone wants to be tied to a chair by their <laughs> child and screamed at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's one of my more fa- my more favorite ones there. That's just a real weird one. My kid would be so punished. <laughs> has as is. I know you have a couple of, of young ones now. Is that is is Christmas like a, a a big thing now since you got a couple of little ones? Yep, it I is. I mean, I know you had yep. other kids as well that yep. are a little older we now. Do, but. We do. You know, uh, December is such an insane time for us. November through January, my 
my youngest daughter was born on Christmas Day. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Um, Is she going to be one this year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas. Nice. So <laughs> there's like three giant parties uh-huh. <laughs> all involving lots of presents. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. then today you got – or uh, this year you got Thanksgiving on Hanukkah too. I know. Which is pretty insane. It's very insane. You know, they would have moved Hanukkah back had they known about that. But there was no Thanksgiving <laughs> when they invented Hanukkah. <laughs> there wasn't even a United States. So I don't, right. you know, I don't hold a grudge. Yeah, I heard that it was like the first time that's happened in thousands of years or something is the last time it's going to happen for thousands of years. I may be wrong on that number, but something I think, I think they said big. something like that, but it's, yeah. you know, I don't know who's counting that stuff. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just exactly. They just say that. I'll just say, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know who they are exactly, but. Uh, I think they're the aliens, right? They're like. Probably. Who, who, who thinks about things from the, or scientists maybe. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm traveling simulacrums. <laughs> uh, so let's see. So you uh, think you're one and two right now? Is that right? We got one. Yeah, we got All right. We got two more questions. All right. On Christmas Eve in Slovakia, the head of the family does what? They A, fill up a spoon with pudding and fling it at the ceiling. B, Bury a pair of socks in the backyard, or C. Hunt for the family's Christmas dinner. I would say pudding fling, fling the pudding. Pudding to the fling ceiling. is correct. Once again, <laughs> yes. the, the weirdest one is is the the pudding fling, and uh, apparently that is a uh, just a, a, a tradition that happens, and it's a uh, like superstition kind of thing, and the more pudding that actually sticks to the ceiling, yes. it's supposed to mean you're going to have a better harvest for the new year. It just wouldn't be Christmas without <laughs> flinging the pudding. you got to fling that pudding on the ceiling. There's no other way. What's Christmas without it? <laughs> uh, so, all right. So you're tied up at two and two. So right. this, this is, is the one. final question here. All right. No and one's going to is... believe that this wasn't fixed. <laughs> going to be talking about this for years to come. Uh, this one is U.S. related, so uh, so here we go. What was the first state to recognize Christmas as an official holiday? Was it A. Virginia, B. Massachusetts, or C. Alabama? Oh, that's easy. It was Alabama. You got it. You got that tiebreaker. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Everyone knows that. (laughs) That was the last time Alabama was first to do anything, I think. I was going to say Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) So you did it. You prevailed. You prevailed prevailed in the end. And that was uh, the Christmas quiz. We'll ending theme song here. We just found out how smart she was because you took the Christmas quiz. (laughs) All right. Who would have thought? Who'd have thought? You did it, though. You, we have a winner. Next up, Jeopardy. Exactly. For the Christmas edition of Jeopardy coming up. Um, Brett, thank you for coming by. Thank you for having me, Tony. It was nice to see you again. I don't see you too much these days now that I'm a, now that a giant go quitter. Out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to a lot of shows any, nowadays anyway, but it was really good seeing you, too, and it was really fun hanging out in your nerd room. Thank you for coming by. Nice to see you. Um, actually, 
as as we're uh, as we're going out, is there a uh, do you have a favorite from the uh, Christmas songs album that we should play as uh, as you depart? Well, I think my favorite might be the most Christmassy. There's none more Christmassy. White Christmas. Hark the Herald Angels. Okay. All right. Well, we'll do that then. Thanks. Uh, thanks for coming by, Brett. Thanks for having me. See ya. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With the angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to newborn king Religion. From their new Christmas album, Christmas Songs. It's pretty great. Check it out. It's a lot of fun if you've not checked it out yet. Um, speaking of a lot of fun, another episode down. Thank you guys for listening. Um, again, you can get uh, the new Bad Religion Christmas album. Badreligion.com has their uh, advent calendar going right now. Uh, Epitaph Records. Brett's also on Twitter at Brett Gurowitz. Brett with two T's. I'm also on Twitter at Tony Thaxton. TonyThaxton.com. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, the show's uh, on Twitter at Feliz Navipod. Uh, start following us. Like us on Facebook. Give us a nice review on iTunes. The same shit I say every week. Um. I got no shows coming up. Uh, yeah. Just uh, looking forward to the big day. December 25th is Christmas. Thank you guys for listening as always. That's going to do it. I've been Tony Thaxton. As always. We wish you a Merry Christmas.